Hello everybody and welcome to a new episode of Hooked on Sports. This is episode number <clears throat> 268 of Hooked on Sports here on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasting streaming services. My name is Sean Flynn and thank you, uh, thank you for listening today. And and we, we have lots to do uh, for this Thursday edition of, of Hooked on Sports on a football Thursday edition. So, all 32 teams in the NFL are playing this weekend, which which is an interesting quirk in the schedule this year with 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 all, with all the bye weeks and, and all that stuff. So, we have 16 games on the schedule as a result. We're going to pick every single one of them against the spread in the second half of uh, of today's podcast. But but to to warm up the juices a little bit, I think there are there there are three there are three games that I want that I think deserve uh deserve some undivided attention, um in in ter- in terms of the quality and the importance of these games. So, so the the three games I want to talk about in depth are the Cincinnati Bengals and the San Francisco Forty ers You ha- I'm I'm gonna talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then I'm going to talk about the Jets and the Giants going head-to-head on Sunday at the Meadowlands. Let me start with the Cincinnati Bengals and the San Francisco 49ers. Because th- th- these are two teams that, that's to me, even though uh, you know, that they're, they're not at the top of their conferences. San Francisco is 5-2, and two, Cincinnati is 3-3. Three and three, Both of these teams are going to be in the conversation to represent their respective conferences in the Super Bowl. When 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 the when the wheels stop spinning at the end of the season, because if, if you look at what the Cincinnati Bengals have, have had, and and listen, listen, get, get, and and given the start that they had to, to, to their season, where where Joe Burrow had another delayed start because of the calf issue, so Cincinnati lost three out of its first four games, and now they uh, they've uh, they've been coming together over the last couple of weeks uh, before they buy week seven. And, and this this is an, another measuring stick for the Cincinnati Bengals because on the heels of what they were able to do at home against a well-rounded Seattle Seahawks team, so, uh, uh, with with less rest than their, their opponent, now they have an opportunity to uh, to go on the road, make a statement in in front of uh, in front of a national audience, in front uh, in front of Jim Nance, Tony Romo, and, and Tracy Wolfson on CBS to make a statement. That 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 they they can't be counted out. Not only in the division because Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and Cleveland they all have two losses, while Cincinnati has three. But also for a go to to make a statement about the AFC, but also about about a confidence measure because uh, uh measuring stick and, and the believability quotient with the Cincinnati Bengals team and and look the, the Bengals as a whole. Uh, th- th- they're coming into this game relatively healthy, which I think, for if, if from a Bengals perspective, is kind of a gigantic deal in this one, and and not necessarily um, a great sign for for a San Francisco perspective. We'll have to see about or about Orlando Brown Jr. and and hit and his health, but but the same can't be said for San Francisco because. San Francisco started five and zero. They're they're coming off uh, losses to the Browns on the road, 
and the Vikings on the road. And, and now they're going to be without three of their six um, instrumental pieces to their offense. No, no Brock Purdy because of a concussion. So Sam Darnold is going to get his first 49ers start on Sunday in front of a in front of a lot of people against Cincinnati in that defense. No, no Debo Samuel um, looks like. And Trent Williams did not practice with with San Francisco on Wednesday either. So, th- th- so this this is a big opportunity for the Cincinnati Bengals not only to uh to to win a game where uh where where you figured if if you looked at the pre at the preseason uh the schedule's preseason you might chalk that up as a loss. This is an opportunity not only to to, to win a game against a Super Bowl contender but also generate confidence go going into the uh, to the rest of the season because look if if you look at the Bengals upcoming schedule for uh, uh for the ne- for the next 5 weeks they're uh, they're at home on the road in San Francisco uh, home on Sunday night against Buffalo won't be easy obviously even though the Bills have been scuffling lately at home against the Texans, not easy. Uh, certainly not easy this year, based on the believability and the confidence of uh, of C.J. Stroud and D'Amico Ryan's. That then a short week on the road in Baltimore, then home against Pittsburgh, and then on the road to uh, to Jacksonville, um, b- before facing the Colts and the Vikings uh, the following two uh, the, the following two weeks. So. So, so, th- so this is um, a, a a difficult six week schedule coming up for the Cincinnati Bengals, and if they can if they can go four and two in in, in these seven game uh, six games and remain in a position to, uh, to to make make the final push for the postseason o- o- over the last five weeks, I think that's a monster victory for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, the uh, Bengals sh- should be able. Uh, n- now, I was originally thinking earlier in the week, hey, San Francisco is, is going to win, and and they- and they're going to get back on track. But so, by if-, if you look at what the- what the 49ers are with Trent Williams and without Trent Williams, uh, it's it's night and day in terms of the running game. And and, and, I-, and I mentioned on Tuesday that Christian McCaffrey looked uh, looked somewhat human uh, on Monday night, and I think that a lot of it has to do with. So with what the 49ers blocking uh, run blocking abilities with and without Trent Williams, and, and and that hit and that hits home to me, not not from a San Francisco standpoint, but from a Cincinnati perspective. Listen, go win the damn game. I don't I don't give two uh, two flying craps about about how you about how, how you uh about uh, about how you win it. Just uh, just uh, just look 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 good in the process. That that's what I'm looking for from a Bengals perspective. So, I I really want to see what the result is going to be of the matchup on Sunday between the Cincinnati Bengals and the San Francisco 49ers. I gotta tell you, the toughest game of the week for me to pick, and 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 I'll, and, and you'll and you'll see and you'll you'll hear why in the pick segment why I had to go back and forth with with this, and and and, and I'll give you uh the importance of this game. It's the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think this is going to be 
a tremendous football game, and and we we, we gave you the nuggets of of uh, of jubilation on on Tuesday about about the Steelers and the Steelers' ability to uh to win games despite not playing at their best. This is a this is a game a, a matchup to me where the Steelers are gonna have to bring the right game going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence and 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 Doug Peterson. Uh, of, in the matchup coming up on Sunday, and look, I think that uh, you you look at what the Steelers were able to do. I think this the Steelers obviously uh, gaining momentum uh, after the victory against the Rams. Deontay Johnson coming back from injured reserve uh, pay, paid dividends immediately because uh, it allowed George Pickens to, uh, to to break free and allow Pickens to. Uh, to, to make some big catches in the uh, big catches in the fourth quarter, so but I think from, uh, but I think you look at from a from a Pittsburgh perspective and look similar to uh, to what I mentioned about Cincinnati, everybody is relatively healthy and looks like the Pittsburgh Steelers are are, are uh, 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 take take out Pratt Frymuth and Cameron Hayward that they're they're pretty much going to be in full force. Against the Jacksonville Jaguars, well, when 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 you when you look at their when you look at their defense, when you when you look at the uh, uh, believability of T.J. Watt and and T.J. Watt was my preseason pick to be the defensive player of the year, and I think it's uh, it's some smart people out there believe that if the season were to end today, they would cast their ballots uh, in the Associated Press poll for T.J. Watt to be the defensive player of the year. But 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 also this is uh, uh, offensively this this is more uh, uh, from a Steelers perspective to to generate more confidence because I I think Kenny Pickett played his best game of the season on on Sunday uh, on uh, Sunday in L A against the Rams and 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 you look at uh, obviously Pickens and obviously Johnson uh, back there and, and and Matt Canada even uh, for all all the talk that that Canada uh, about Canada this um uh, the last two weeks so uh, when, you, when you think about the Steelers fans that were calling for Matt Canada to get to get fired listen uh, Matt Canada has has uh, called uh, I thought he called a very good game uh especially in the second half for the Steelers and. And Kenny Pickett looked comfortable in the pocket, and and he was able to make big time throws. So th- th- that's where I am right now. When you look at it from from the Pittsburgh Steelers, and as for the Jaguars, I I, I think the, the, they are they're uh, they should be confident in themselves as well. Because if if you look at what uh, the the Jaguars have done, that um. And that they they've been able to pick uh, pick up some wins. I mean, because they they had the the victor. Uh, they've won. I think they've won three in a row. I think or four in a row. Um. So, but 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 they they got the victories when they when when they needed to against Buffalo against against the Indianapolis Colts and uh on the vote against the New Orleans Saints last night um last Thursday night. So so Trevor Lawrence and and Travis Etienne has been a monster this season. He 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 is uh, Travis Etienne is going to make a real consideration uh to be a first team all pro running back um uh, when 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 things come to shove if not at worst second uh, second team all pro at that position. Travis Etienne has been, has been tough. He's been uh, he's been dominant and and, and in in a time where 
that the Jaguars running back situation was fluid um, to, to, to start the season. Travis Etienne ha has taken the reins and, and he has been uh, taken off. 504 rushing yards, a, a league high 127 uh, rush attempts, so he's getting uh, he's getting about 15 to uh, to 20 yard 20 carries a, a game. He had um, he, uh, he had two t he's had two touchdown rushes in each of the last three weeks. Uh, three two against New Orleans, two against the Indianapolis Colts, and two against the against the Bills. So uh, so I think you really need uh, need need to fact factor. Uh, that that in from a Jacksonville Jaguars uh, perspective. So so th these are these are two uh, the Jaguars team uh, that that that's been playing very well. They they've won four in a row. They uh, and they've scored uh, scored the thirty more points each of the last two games. Um, they 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 they've done a great job of uh, forcing takeaways. Uh, they lead the league in takeaways uh, to start the season. They they forced. Seven fumbles, which is tied for second in the NFL, and they've also done a great, a great job stopping the run because they, they've only, uh, they have, have given up over 110 yards rushing twice over over the last uh, over the last um, the the first seven weeks of the season. So I, I, so I think that you it does pose challenges for the Steelers, but. If the Steelers can hold their own and and try to make Trevor and try to make this offense one-dimensional and, and and make and make um, Trevor Lawrence beat you, I know Trevor Lawrence is a, is a tremendous quarterback, but I, I, I still want to want to see uh, that the Steelers uh, force uh, make takeaways and make things happen on defense. Say T.J. Watt, say Joey Porter Jr. The, those are the types of guys that that need to step up. In this particular game, so I, I, I so and I, and you know I like Jacksonville, I like Pittsburgh, I like both of these teams to make the playoffs. I I think Jacksonville uh, could could very well be look looking at a, a situation where they could win a playoff game or two. Same thing with the, with the Steelers if if they have uh, the, the right opponent come, uh, come playoff time if they make the playoffs and when they make the playoffs. So, so, so that that's big for the for for the Steelers and for the Jags. Uh, to uh, the Jaguars going into the bye week six and two, I think uh, would would scream confidence uh, uh, throughout the entire building in Jacksonville and and, and Trent Baalke, Although I I've been I've been uh, destroying Trent Baalke with with some of with some of his antics, but Trent Baalke's put, uh, put together a pretty nice roster here, and I think he deserves some credit there. So I I I, I like the confidence of what I'm seeing for both these teams, and it's, and it's going to be very much put to the test when these two teams collide on Sunday in in Pittsburgh. And the last game I need to discuss the Jets and the Giants. I I think uh, uh, this was a tricky uh, tricky game for me to pick as well because the the Jets are coming off their bye week, and of course they have some guy known as Zach Wilson. As as the starting quarterback, so uh, but but I I really want to I want to look at this from a Giants perspective because the, the if you look at the Giants schedule the next uh the next seven weeks they're at the Jets 
at the Raiders feels like a win because they have the coaching and quarterback advantage in, in this one, no matter who goes on that one. That, then they're at Dallas, the team they lost 40 nothing to earlier in the season. That feels like a loss. At Washington, that, that feels like a win. Uh, against the New England Patriots and Mac Jones, I don't know about the coaching advantage because it's uh, Belich- uh, Bill Belichick against against an act- a Belichick assistant, and I don't I don't know that's going to be a fair fight on that one. But but then they have the Green Bay Packers uh, and Jordan Love, and they have the New Orleans Saints uh, with uh, with Den- with Dennis Allen uh, after that. So so the Giants could very well just uh, piece together. Uh, a bunch of wins between uh, between now and the week before Christmas, before they 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 before they still have two games looming against the Eagles, and which if you look at the Eagles and the Giants, it's just simply not a fair fight. Where where it's year two of a massive rebuild, but if you look more closely at the Giants, I think their defense uh, has played the best football that they, they've played defensively since Wink Martindale took over. As a defensive coordinator, that they they were tremendous uh, two weeks ago against the Bills. That they, they, they did an unbelievable job, like uh, keeping Josh Allen and that Bills offense at bay, especially uh, in the first half. They they forced Josh Allen to work for those for those two touchdowns. Uh, they they uh, they, and they, li- they limited uh, Josh Allen to uh, to uh, uh, to underneath throws, and and. And, and all of that, and then and then they suffocated Washington of of on on Sunday and, and uh, in week seven, and the only points they gave up uh, uh, defensively were because of a muffed punt uh, by by Sterling Shepard, which led to Washington's first and only touchdown of the game, a game the Giants won. But but also uh, from from uh, from an offensive perspective, I think that the, the Giants' offense has looked has looked better over the last couple of weeks, and and, and they're they're getting some key pieces back and healthy. You look at Andrew Thomas, who returned to practice uh, on on Wednesday, and John Michael Schmitz, uh, their rookie starting center, who to whom they, who they're very high on. I was very high on in, in the draft process. I he could very well be. Uh, back on Sunday, and, and and Justin Pugh coming in has done. A, 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 I think yeah, his presence has made the offensive line look better. Say so, and, and 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 Mark Lewinsky has looked be- uh, looked a little better. He looked uh, his P- PFF grade against that Washington defensive front was in the mid low to mid seventies, which feels like a major win for the Giants at this point. If you if you can get that, that level of play from uh, from the offensive line. Well, but but also Tyrod Taylor um, uh, get, getting the victory and, and his smart decision making, uh, his ability to make the uh, make his progressions, what um, was was tremendous in that victory. Now, now Daniel Jones is is still a limited part participant in practice. He's not been cleared for contact. So if but if I'm the Giants, I, I would push Daniel Jones's return one more week. I uh, haven't come back against the Raiders, a, a, a team that a, a defense that Daniel Jones can torch, a, a, a team that Daniel Jones can get some confidence against. So because because if you're looking at this year and next year, the the the, the dead cap hits for Daniel Jones are so are in, in, in are north of fifty million dollars, close to seventy million dollars. Uh, ne- ne- next year, when, when based on how the Giants constructed that contract, and I think how they wisely constructed that contract, because 
because Daniel Jones was not Joe Shane's guy. He wasn't Brian Dable's guy at the start. They, they weren't there when, when the arrogant and ignorant Dave Gettleman took Daniel Jones sixth overall. Some, uh, uh, but, but I, I think for, for, uh, for a team perspective, for a confidence perspective, and and for and for Brian Dable to uh, to take over meetings on the offense and 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 and, and, and utilize urgency and and and, and make the guys uh, make the guys in, in that locker room accountable. That that that's what the hallmark of a great coach, and why I still believe in in the in the New York Football Giants from a long term perspective because they have the right guys in the house um, change the culture for the better when you, when you look at um, Brian Dable when you look at Joe Shane and 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 his draft class is looking pretty good De- Deontay Banks has been a top ten corner in the NFL so far this season he 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 works perfectly with Wink Martindale's defense you look at um. It's a when 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 you when you look at um look at the defense when you look at the the guys that uh, J- Joe Shane's extended when you look at Dexter Lawrence he he was unbelievable Kayvon Thibodeau showed up in a big time way uh, on on Sunday he 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 has more sacks uh, than the rest of his teammates combined I think if if I read that correctly but. Uh, th- things are slowly piecing together for the Giants after that horrid start to the season, and, and they and they do have confidence level, and they do have the coach and the quarterback advantage going up against the Jets. And speaking of the Jets, uh, th- this is a big time game for Robert Sala, and, and I don't want to sugarcoat this uh, from a Jets perspective. This is the type of game when, when you're looking at the X's and MVOs. Uh, the, the, the Jets should uh, should be uh, should be able to win, but there there are there are uh, there are when when I looked at the preseason schedule when I chalked up the wins and the losses, I I, I and and I'll I'll tell you whether or not this changed um, when when we look at the pick segment. I think the coach, I think the offensive line. We're, we're going to be the two things uh, that derail the Jets' season, and and and, uh, and but but we did not expect the uh, the quarterback situation to be uh, to, uh, to, uh, to turn uh, as sideways as it did with Aaron Rodgers getting hurt on the fourth snap of the game, and 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 th- thanks a lot to Wayne Brown for 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 missing missing that block, which which cost Aaron Rodgers um for uh, all the time in the world here. So, for, oh, so from a, a so from a Jets perspective, uh, and and mentioning that that they don't have uh, Elijah Vera Tucker out there to, to guard against uh, against Dexter Lawrence or uh, against Kayvon Thibodeau, so so this is going to be a very difficult matchup for the Jets offensive line against the Giants defensive line. So so, so this means there's going to be pressure on Zach Wilson and Brees Hall. Z- Zach Wilson needs to be able uh, to uh, to make to make make some throws and 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 more importantly, uh, it not not turn the ball over because, uh, because when when you when you allow a a, a defense to uh, to get into your head and and not understanding the progressions you need to make against the Wink Martindale defense, uh, it it's going to lead to uh, lead to some problems and and I and I think you know, I would be concerned here. If if I'm Zach Wilson, because I, I, because look, 
The, the the Jets had a tremendous victory against the Eagles on, on Sunday. Uh, it, on the last time they played, but what what was what was Zach Wilson's numbers, um, uh, in in that game? I I, I think you know, we we need to take a a a, a lower a, a look at this. So he was nineteen of thirty three for one hundred eighty six yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Uh, but on the other side, it was Jalen Hurts who uh, who threw the ball to the other team, and uh, and the Jets defense uh, is is uh, is pretty strong. Uh, let's not let's not take that away. But 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 the turnover battle in that game was lopsided, four zero, and and the Jets only won by six points. So a, a tremendous win though by by the Jets. But the, the the Jets have only gained more than 350 yards of offense just once this year, and that was against the Denver Broncos. So I really, uh, if you are a Jets fan, you really need to see the offense look good against the Giants for for a confidence level, for a believability level. Because if the Jets are gonna somehow, some way, get into the playoffs. That they're going to need to win these types of games because because look it, it, the Jets are three and three, right? And and they and they are in uh, they're in third place in the division behind behind Buffalo, a team they beat, and and Miami, a, a team that that's five and two and and in first place coming off a loss, they're going to smoke the Patriots this weekend. So, uh, but if you're looking at the Jets to uh, to, to to climb the ladder. Uh, and and um, and make the playoffs uh, in in a conference where 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 solid teams that that are, that are not in the, uh, that are, that are not in in first place in their divisions. You're looking at Pittsburgh. You're looking at Cleveland. You're looking at Cincinnati. You're looking at the Houston Texans, and of course you're looking at the Buffalo Bills. So 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 uh, among, among these six uh, six teams, uh, and may, maybe things will change with Baltimore. Uh, in, uh, in in that wild AFC North where everybody is 500 or above, and and, and the Dolphins just slowly f- start to fall back down to earth a little bit. But you, you you're looking at uh, you looking at the Ravens, Steelers, Browns, Bengals, Texans, Dolphins, Bills, and Jets. There are only seven teams uh, uh, that make the playoffs. So so among, among those, at least three of them are going to miss the playoffs. So and so if I if I'm the Jets. And 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 look, look looking at at the at at the, the upcoming schedule here, the uh, the rest of the way. Looking at the Giants, the Chargers, a team they should beat, the Raiders, a team they should beat on Sunday Night Football. Then at Buffalo, uh, home against Miami, home against Atlanta, home against Houston. So so the the so this the, so you you figure that that they might go three and three, four and two in those. This and then if if they do go that that would pave the way for the the Jets to win three of their other five games to make the playoffs with ten wins because I don't think nine wins is going to do it this year in the AFC given how how the AFC has been on their NFC counterparts this year this is a monster spot for Robert Sala and the Jets coming off a of bye week. Alrighty, everybody, here we go. NFL picks and predictions against the spread for week 8 in the NFL. And so, so I had a rough week last week. So I went 6-7 and seven 
picking the winners, and I went 5-8 and eight against the spread. So I'm now 62-44 and 44 for the season to picking the winners and losers. I'm now 50-55-1 and one against the spread. So we have 16 games on the schedule this week. Uh, picks against the spread as always. We start with tonight's game between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are favored by 9.5 points and... Look, I, I, I gotta tell you, I feel like this is, uh, this is a game where, where the Bills bounce back because I think they got, they got a, a wake up call, um, against, uh, against the Patriots on Sunday with how poorly they played, uh, letting that off, letting that, um, beleaguered Patriots offense go off on them. But, but I think this is going to be a big day for, for Josh Allen. I think he's going to throw for 300 yards, three touchdowns. I don't feel great about this, but I think Tampa going on the road and, and uh, uh, on this one, I, ju I just don't like like this at all. I'm, I'm, I think I'm, I, I'm, this this one's a back, back and forth to me, but... I feel like the I feel like the Buccaneers are going to cover here. I think because as much as we 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 um we we bash the Bucks about about top bowls and and all that that stuff, I it, I think this game is going to be uh, going to be competitive. I think the the Bucks is going to find a way to to uh, to to get get some points late against that defense. And I think you you look at uh the the Bills. Then needing to win, and I think I think they'll get it here. But I think it's going to be a closer game, giving the Bills to win 31-24. So I'm going to take the points here with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. How about the Houston Texans? They're three and a half point road favorites taking on the Carolina Panthers. And look, I I I think C.J. Stroud is the offensive rookie of the year. I think Demico Ryan's is a gem. The the Panthers are a mess. Their defense has been far worse than I ever than, than I imagined. I think this this is going to be thirty uh thirty one to twenty. Give me the Texans over the Carolina Panthers. How about the Dallas Cowboys coming off their bye week? They are six and a half point home favorites taking on the LA Rams. And I think they, I think there are some good matchups in this game for the Cowboys. I, I, I like Jake Ferguson's matchup going up against uh, going up against that Rams defense that, that has given up a lot of points to tight ends this season. Uh, I, 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 especially in terms of a fantasy perspective. I think the Cowboys' defensive line against the Rams' offensive line I think is a bad matchup uh, for the Rams as well. I I, I think the Cowboys are going to force two more turnovers, and I and I think the, and I and I think uh, Dak Prescott is going to have another solid game. Giving the Cowboys to win and cover, they win twenty-seven to seventeen over the over the Rams. Now the Green Bay Packers, they are one and a half point home dogs taking on the Minnesota Vikings. And I, I, I think the I think the Vikings are picking up momentum here. I I, I think Kevin O'Connell is going to outcoach Matt LaFleur and Kirk Cousins against Jordan Love. I just don't think that's a fair matchup either. I the, the Vikings are coming off a shorter week. They're coming off a, a tremendous victory against the 49ers, albeit a 49ers team with injury issues. So, so something to keep up, to uh, keep in mind here, but 
Well, all things being told, I, I can't stress enough how much I like the Minnesota Vikings to win this game. This game is tw feels like 27-21 Minnesota written all over it, so I'll take the Vikings to win and cover. The, the, this, is a, this is one of the one of the five hardest games for me to pick. Uh, the Saints and the Colts. Uh, the, with the Saints favored by a point in Indianapolis, and look, I I want one big story from last week we did not touch on Tuesday's podcast was how egregious the refs were, um, because the, under no circumstance if you are sh should you be an official in, in this league if you call that a dopey defensive pass interference penalty on a ball that wasn't even close. Uh, to the receiver, I thought I thought the the Colts outplayed the Browns for uh, for uh, for the vast majority of that game. They, they did that. They they, they uh, put themselves in a position, a chance to win. So, but I I thought the, the Colts got robbed. I think they're going to come out angry. And I think they're going to beat a Saints team that that does have issues. I think it and I think it has a quarterback issue too. Is this Ron Burgundy? I think the Colts are going to win this game. I'm going to take the Colts to win. 30 to 26 over your New Orleans Saints. How about the Miami Dolphins, favored by nine and a half points, taking on the New England Patriots? And I, I just, I just think the uh, the Dolphins are get, get, getting a mediocre team again. I think that this this feels like a a gift for for the Dolphins after getting pummeled and getting punched in the mouth by. The Philadelphia Eagles. I'm gonna take the Dolphins to uh, to blow out the Patriots and win 34-20 over the New England Patriots. The Giants and the Jets. The Jets are favored by three, and th this was a tough game to pick, but I'm gonna go with the Giants. I think the Giants have the better coach, and and and, and crazy for, for for me to say this with with the season Daniel Jones has had, but. I obviously I would start Tyrod Taylor in this game because I think you want Daniel Jones to come back with confidence because that's what the franchise is going to need with uh, for, uh, from him with the amount of dollars that was given to him. Uh, but I, I I think the I think Daniel Jones I would take him in a heartbeat over Zach Wilson. So so I think that's going to be something I think. The, the Giants are going to register some sacks. I think they're going to set the tone early in this game, and, and I think it's going. I think it's going to be a, a going to be an entertaining game. But I think the Giants have the better coach, and I think that's where it's going to come down to. Giants twenty, Jets nineteen. The Jacksonville Jaguars are on the road, favored by two and a half points, taking on your Pittsburgh Steelers and. I, I'm I'm going to take the Steelers to win the game. I think the Steelers are going to are going to win this game outright. I think that I think this is going to be another game where the Steelers have the major coaching advantage. Uh, in in this one, I think Mike Tomlin is is a gem. I uh, you, you know I've been I've been uh, talking about him and, and his candidacy for coach of the year. Uh, this year, I think it's going to go stronger. I think it's going to be a, a fun game on CBS, but I I think the Steelers are going to pull it out. I think they're going to find a way to win. I I I I think Kenny Pickett is going to have another solid game. I think Deontay Johnson and, and Kenny and, and George Pickens are each going to have seventy or more receiving yards. I I think that I I also like the running attack of Najee Harris and. And J.L. Warren, that being balanced out, I think that's more of an advantage 
more of an advantage for the, for the Steelers in this game because I think they'll be able uh, to, to mix up the play call and make it a little easier for themselves. So I like the Steelers. Steelers 24, Jags 21 over the, or, over the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Atlanta Falcons take on the Tennessee Titans with the Fal with Falcons as two and a half point road favorites, and this is the Arthur Smith revenge game. Arthur Smith's first game against the Titans since he left Tennessee in 2020 to become the Atlanta Falcons head coach. And, and could this be the last game for Derrick Henry, the guy that Arthur Smith figured out how to unlock? Uh, in 2018 and 2019, after taking over as the offensive coordinator, I I, I think this, uh, th there's some poetic justice. I think that it, that 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 can be in this game. So I'm going to take the Falcons uh, in in a, in a in a close game in a in a defensive game. I think they're gonna uh, it, the game's going to end with another game-winning field goal by Young Hui Koo. and this and I and this could very well be the last game Derrick Henry plays in a. Tennessee Titans uniform. You could also see the Titans as serious sellers at the deadline when you look at DeAndre Hopkins as well. I think the Falcons are going to win this game by a score of 19-16. to The Philadelphia Eagles, they are 7-point road favorites taking on the Commanders. And Look, I, I, I think the, I'm going to take the Eagles to win. I think that that's not the, the question. I think the question is w w whether or not the Eagles will cover the seven-point spread because Washington, uh, to their credit, has played Philly tough uh, under Ron Rivera. And, and I think Washington ha has some things uh, going to have some things going for them. I think Terry McLaurin's going to have a going to have a, a nice game. I think. Um, and and I and I think you you look at Sam Owl. I think he's going to bounce back and, and play and play well. I I think Washington's uh, going to keep it close. I think I I just don't don't like uh, the way Washington was able to play against Philly earlier in the year. I think that that uh, that'll uh, that'll help them. Um, to uh, be in it in this matchup, but. But the the Eagles have gotten it done for most of the season in, in situations where it mattered the most. So I'm going to take the uh, Commanders with the points, but the Eagles to win 30 to 27 over Washington. The Seattle Seahawks they are at home, favored by three and a half points against the Cleveland Browns. And uh, uh, the, w w when I played earlier in the week, it was Seattle minus three. Now it's three and a half, and uh, so I'm a little concerned here about. About this being uh, being a close game and, and and the Browns covering, but I I I think Deshaun Watson it seems like he's torpedoed the team. I think the Seahawks have have things going on. I am a little concerned about Cleveland's defensive line uh, going up against against their offensive line, which has been a point of uh, a point where they struggled. But but I I think the Seahawks have the quarterback advantage in this game. I I I think the Seahawks will find a way to win. Um, uh, this game, but uh, with, with and again the um last week the Browns should not have lost the uh should not have won the game the way they did against Indianapolis. I think they got a, a gift win as a result. I'll take the Seahawks though to win nineteen to thirteen over your Cleveland Browns. The Baltimore Ravens are nine and a half point road favorites against the Arizona Cardinals and I'm I'm gonna take the Ravens to win and cover here. I think Lamar Jackson is sixteen and one lifetime against NFC teams. So the and the Ravens are playing 
uh, as uh, they're playing as well as anybody in the NFL. John Harbaugh has, has got them buttoned up and, and and ready to go every single week. Lamar Jackson is simply amazing. And that now now obviously the question for the Ravens is can he stay healthy throughout the rest of the year? I think that uh, we don't have to answer that question for now. But for but for the meantime, we can watch the Ravens dominate here and crush the Arizona Cardinals. Ravens thirty one. Cardinals 16 uh, on Sunday. How, how about the Kansas City Chiefs? They're seven and a half point road favorites against the Denver Broncos. I, I, I'm going to take the Chiefs to win. I'm going to take the Broncos to cover because, it, it, again, it's a it's a division game. It's it. I think it's going to be a, a it's going it's going to be a, a close game because because the Broncos always play Kansas City tough, and we, we saw that um, in real time. A couple weeks ago on Thursday Night Football. But I'm going to take the Chiefs to, to win 23-17 over the Denver Broncos. The San Francisco 49ers, they're at home. They're favored by 3.5 points, taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. And look, earlier in the week, I, I, when, I when I did my other podcast, I, I took, the, uh, took the 49ers to win the game um, with the quarterback situation there. But now that Sam Donald is going to be the quarterback, I I think Donald is gonna is gonna uh, help move the ball up and down the field. So, but but I think not having Trent Williams and not having D. Bill Samuel are going to be are going to be ne- negative impacts for this game for for the for the Forty ers So, in an upset special, I'll take the Bengals to win this game, twenty six to twenty three. Sunday night football on NBC, the L. A. Chargers. Are, they're at home. They're favored by eight and a half points, taking on the Chicago Bears. And I, I, I think this is going to be a, a closer game than people anticipate. I think eight and a half is a large number for a Brandon Staley coach team, S- simply because, uh, simply because you can't trust them. So, uh, but, but really, the, 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 the Chargers have had two wins uh, all year. One was against the the, Vi- uh, the Vikings, where the Vikings botched the end of the game, and, and the other was was against the Raiders team with Aiden O'Connell as its quarterback. So, so how uh, I don't think the Chargers are that good. Or so I'm going to take the Chargers to win. I I'll take Staley over even for a Sunday day of the week, but I think it's going to be a close game. I think Tyson Badgent. Is is going to is going to make the Bears competitive in this one? So twenty four to nineteen is my pick for the Chargers over the over the Chicago Bears. And finally, it's the Detroit Lions on Monday Night Football. They're at home, the favorite by seven and a half points, taking on the Las Vegas Raiders. And I I think the Lions are going to bounce back after being creamed by the Ravens. I think it's going to be a bounce back performance for Jared Goff. It's going to be a bounce back performance for um, uh, for for that defense, I think uh, they'll be uh, they'll be able to run the ball much more efficiently. I think the Lions are going to cream the Raiders and win this game, thirty five to twenty three. So that's gonna do it for this edition of Hooked On Sports. So, um, I'll be back here next week to, to, uh, for for another regular episode of Hooked On Sports. But until then, have a wonderful weekend, everybody. Enjoy the games, and I'll talk to you next week. So long, everybody.